Welcome back to Four String. My name is Stud. I'm alongside my co-host and my very best friend. How you doing, buddy? What up, what up? How you doing? How we doing? Let's we are doing it. great. I am ready for today. Today oh, yeah, is a special a day. It's a special episode because there's not really a whole ton to talk about. So we thought of a fun segment that I think we will both enjoy a ton. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the segment is our top five moments in sports history. Um, It's pretty much for me, my five moments that whenever I see them, my eyes just puff up, shivers are happening. (laughs) I'm just like, holy cow, that actually happened. Like, okay, just wow. Now, I, I kind of went a, a similar route. Uh, right. only difference being is mine are like top five moments that made me fall in love with sports, period. Like, okay, whether I was there or I just remember where I was, that nice. type of thing. So, okay. let's kick it off. Okay. What's your number five? My number five, okay, my number five. Oh, see, I'm torn because my four and five are so s- similar, but my. Number five has to be the Jose Batista home run and legendary, legendary, one more time, legendary bat flip that <laughs> essentially shook the entire sport forever. Because that was. Yeah, just, that's kind of when the bat flip started for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I that. that whole just. That whole game five was insane. Seventh inning, some just crazy shit is just going on. The if I believe the Rangers took a three-two lead in the seventh, some other just crazy shit. Down a couple of huge errors by Elvis Andrus, and then it's tied at three, two men on for Jose Batista, <laughs> and he delivered the craziest home run probably I've ever seen. He yeah, hits it, a it was no moonshot either. It was a it was a bomb. He hits a moonshot. And then flips the bat like a fucking OG. And yeah, that was that was pretty slick. I can't that lie. that was that was in my opinion insane. And just whenever I see that, it's just like wow, like that. Sure, that's sick. Yeah, that's no doubt. So sick. In it fact, definitely makes I, you want to play baseball. Oh, absolutely. Um, so in fact, I wanted to play the call. Um, that moment. So I will pull that up as we speak. Tell me that's not the sickest call 
on top of a sick home run. That's that's outstanding. Honestly, part of the right. like he best field, no part, doubt about it. Part of the best part about that is the call. I mean, like, I know commentary in itself is just so underrated in sports oh, because that just that's what gives you the goosebumps. You know what I, I mean? Know. Oh, yes. Yeah, wow, that's that's a so that's a nice start. Shivers, shivers off of that first one. That's number yeah. one, and we got time to go. So, okay, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. I could not choose five. I couldn't. Like it, okay. it was impossible. So, so you did top five plus an honorable mention. Basically, honorable uh, mention or two or. Th- I kind of have an honorable mention time you. Two. Okay. Um. So I basically have my top seven here, and to be honest, the order of it is questionable because they're just they're so important to me so okay, we're gonna start then, with how about you might before, yeah you might have to add, you might have to add a couple to yourself obviously so that we, well you know, i mean out here i mean i it's top five it's top seven but well, you know what i couldn't choose so <laughs> we're rolling with seven plus lucky number okay. seven so fuck off fair enough um how about you do your two honorable mentions okay and then after and then you'll go that, to, you want me to just kick it off with seven, six, five, basically. So then yeah. we go to your four. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. So to be honest, the order of this might be botched. Um, I, I spent so much time on this segment and honestly could not choose. It's okay. insanely difficult. So like I said, for these, I'm kind of going with the like sports moments that made me fall in love with sports or kind of similar where it's like, if I see it or see a YouTube clip, something like that, I'm either tearing up or just huge smile on my face. These rewatches can sometimes make my day. So mm-hmm. number seven, I'm going to pretty much roll in with any type of Tiger Woods golf win. Ooh. The, like, There's a lot of those. <laughs> I, well, right. But like when he There's wins the Masters. full of those. When he wins the Masters, it's just like I feel just a sense of pride almost, which is weird because mm-hmm. I have no relation to Tiger or anything like that. But it's just like I just have a sweet spot for Tiger. I, I can't explain why, but it's just kind of how it is. Which also, side note, um, I hope he yeah. covers speedily, yeah, fast sure. recovery, prayers to him and his family. We love you. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, with that question that I have now for that, which Masters win is your favorite to watch over? Not really tough, but I would, what's this? I would probably say one? his most recent one, okay, just because, like, I mean, he was such an underdog, like, nobody expected him to really even come back into golf and then just an unbelievable showing and wins it, you know? So mm-hmm. you can never count him out of the masters. I was really looking forward to him possibly getting back this year, but obviously with this accident, yeah. it's, there's just no chance. So yeah, prayers up for him and his family for sure. But um, number six, I'm going with, it's kind of a tie, but again, I, I couldn't choose. So I was at the game one of the NLCS in 2011 
And I was also at game one of the NLCS in 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as like remembering games, I obviously remember 2018 because it was just three years ago. Not that, you know, crazy long. Yeah. When Woodruff homered, <laughs> Miller Park was oh, literally shaking. That was insane. It was unbelievable. So being in that crowd people. for that was – and they, the Dodgers started off hot, too, in that first inning. So you thought, oh, yeah. great. They shut us down, and then they go. score, and it's like, oh, great. Here we go. We're going to get swept in the NLCS. Great. Yep. You know, and then Woody, of all people, homers on Kershaw, and it's like. That was sick. Holy hell. I remember this, flipping this is out real. on my TV. I remember you know, flipping out. Another thing of that 2018 season, that was probably my most fun to ever watch as far as baseball goes and i remember i was also at game i was at game two of that season where we were going down or we were going into the ninth down yelly homers to tie it up at four to four or maybe yeah four to four and then ryan braun right after him next pitch see ya walk off wait that was not in the playoffs no that was game two game two earlier that season yeah, that's what I said. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, I mean, just remembering remember. that, it was like that was wow, sweet too. We have a serious team here. Like I know. Look out. And to be honest, I'm gonna sh- share kind of a little thought. So obviously I could go on for a whole probably a segment for that whole s- series. Mm-hmm. Um, but sh- shame on Shame on probably all of us. When Yelly homered in the first inning of game seven, I really thought we were going to the World Series. I was like, yo, we're going to the series. And I don't want to talk about the rest. Talk about Um, pure pain. Yeah, no. To be honest, so obviously we talked about that, like, list of just heart breaks that mm-hmm. is on top that yeah yeah series loss is number one you know what though i mean died. i was kind of thinking about this i was kind of thinking about this last night when i was you know doing my research and whatever for this segment as much heartbreak as we've had as wisconsin sport fans it's really unbelievable all the cool moments that we have got to experience so it kind of makes you thankful for all those you know i mean the aaron Rodgers comebacks the far of comebacks the Brewers crazy wins, you know, the Bucks starting to get better. It's, it's hard to really be negative about it. Even though we do have a lot of heartbreak, we've also had a lot of really cool moments too. So it's, yeah, it's tough, but plus if you um, think about it, we have four MVPs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, four five, MVPs in the past 10. Well, all right. So in the past 10 seasons of our sports we have right. four MVPs. okay yeah in our lifetime five mvps right right which is i mean i'd have to not that much longer that, i'd have to do the research on that but i can't imagine there's many other teams who've had that yeah no so then number five and actually my five through one are all packer moments Sure. Or things that, yeah, I know, right? Um, Who would have thought just that? Packer, they're all just Packer things because, I mean, let's be real. I love the Bucks. I love the Brewers. I love the Badgers. 
whatever. I love all Wisconsin sports. You could catch me at a wave game, whatever. Yo, but low key love the wave. I know they're fun. They're fun games to go to for sure. But when it comes down to it, it's Packers above all. And it's not even close for me anyway. Mm-hmm. So number five, uh, another game that I was at is the Packers 2007 divisional game against the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, it's now well known as the snowball. Um, it was Favre's second to last game at Lambeau as a Packer. And it actually ended well. <laughs> so, I mean, so I don't want to talk I about just that remember, last game. <laughs> so there's, there's two things that I remember really well. And I mean, 2007, I was what, 11 or something at that point. Yep. Um, I remember in 2006, it was week 16 against the Vikings. Me and my dad are sitting in the eighth row. And because side note, my dad has season tickets. So I'm very fortunate to have gone to a lot of Packer games. But anyway, um, me and my dad are sitting in the eighth row. Brett Favre takes a knee at the end of the game. Packers are about to beat the Vikings. And the entire crowd of 70,000 plus is chanting one more year. This is in 2006. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, he comes back. They go 13 and three. You're thinking, oh man, some late heroics from Favre. Of course, he's going to win us a championship here. Obviously, we got beat in the NFC championship. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the divisional. Glory of our lives. I remember so well, and now it's a famous picture. I remember sitting in the eighth row and almost what felt like was right in front of us. Favre just scoops up a huge pile of snow and chucks a dart of a snowball. Just so cool to see because it looked like a little kid just playing some pickup football. And I mean, really, that's what Favre was, but it's like just seeing that up close and personal like that was just so cool for me. So that's my number five. See, at that time, I wasn't a huge football fan, so I can't really even like kind of share a thought because I would, because that just don't worry, don't worry, folks, I got them turned around that I experienced, but um, I do remember seeing the old footages of mm-hmm. said <laughs> footages, videos of it would, said it would just be season. footage, but I get your point. Yep. Um, and really salty that we did not go to the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, I, I, I wish we could have got him a, another ring for sure. Yeah. Um, seems like kind of a th- <laughs> theme here. Yep. Seems like a common yep. theme here. So but, speaking <laughs> of number four, what's yours? Number four. Probably the largest upset in sports history. I can't even really think of a a larger upset. Maybe Appalachian State versus Michigan, but that isn't it. My number four. Warriors, 25 and one. True. 24 and one. one. Sorry. 24 and one. Sorry. 24 and one. It was one Puster Douglas knocking out Mike. Tyson. Oh, that oh, okay. man 
was a 42 to 1 underdog. He had not one person, probably outside of his family, but even his mom said, Buster, please don't fight him. She was afraid for her own son. So she, yeah. she didn't even think. And it was just the upset that happened that night. They had to fight in, I believe, Tokyo because not a single American fan you would want it. They Tyson didn't even have the proper equipment to 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 uh, fix a cut or a a welling. He it was just such supposed to be a such a lopsided victory that that it was over before it even started. And then Custer comes out, shows out, and knocks him out. Yeah, that is wild for sure. And that inspired so many people, such as myself, that that it doesn't matter how big of an underdog that you are, it does not matter who says you can't, you can. And he yeah. proved that. It I mean, was that, Mike Tyson. He was untouchable. That goes along that with time, our whole, was, you know, kind of entree of this show, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it was like he beat an untouchable Mike Tyson. Yeah. I mean, it's. And that's so, a good one. I, I don't think many people would have that in their top five. Yeah. That's whenever that's I an interesting see choice. that it's just so inspiring. It's just, it's just like, wow, I can't believe sure. it happened. And I get that for sure. Yeah. So that's my number four. I like it. I like it. All right. How about you? Four. So my number four, and you know, it's kind of fitting that it's the fourth one, but honestly, I think this would be higher but I was just so young at the time that it's hard to remember things from, you know, I was, I was seven years old at the time of this moment. And it's hard to remember things that of what happened when you were seven. And to be honest, I'm surprised that I even remember this, but for me, it was uh, when Favre's dad died. Okay. I, I remember that so well. Uh, my dad is not much of a crier but I remember witnessing seeing him and so many other people just crying from that, you know, not, not so much because it was like the pain of losing Irv Favre, but it was, you know, just kind of like the feel for Brett, you know, and like how hurt you were for him. Then he comes out and has this just monster of a game. And it's like, what? And at the time, he had a broken thumb, too. Like, most guys in the NFL nowadays are not playing with a broken thumb. So he had a broken thumb and the day before his dad died. I would say 98 to 99% of the league right now is not playing in that game. No way. So that right there, I mean, it just makes you just totally appreciate Favre and 
you know, yeah. that Iron Man mentality that he always had. See, Favre was a special type of person because I almost feel as if he he kind of wanted that at first city. Like he wanted mm-hmm. someone to say he couldn't. He wanted something to happen that just fed him this, this kind of um, – I don't even know the phrase I should be saying, but, like, he just yeah, wanted that. Yeah, I mean, just that, that, like, you can't yeah. do it. Yeah, it's just like – Absolutely, he, and I mean – He wanted to prove you wrong, mm-hmm. and so – he did, majority of the time. Yeah, outside of his – Seven thousand. Well, you know what I mean. He, he always made throws that he thought he could make. Yeah. You know, and a lot of the time it didn't work out. Yeah. Well, hey. But no, I, you the, can't hit any of the shots that you don't. Facts. Take. Yeah. A smart man once said that. But no, I mean, one of the the things that you know is really big to me with that moment too is, um, you know, kind of in my journey of life and whatever. I've become big on manifesting, you know, and like putting things out there and trying to make them happen. So this was after the game. And I heard about this from his um, hall of fame uh, induction speech. He said it later on after the game in Oakland, which shout out to those Oakland fans who were at that game because they gave him a huge standing ovation, which does not happen. So for them to show that respect was awesome. Yeah. Um, But anyway, where I was going with this is he was on the plane with Deanna and Deanna had said, Irv Favre told her that he can't wait for Brett to get to the hall of fame so that he can introduce him. Like Irv was saying this about Brett and Brett was like, no way. He said that my, my father never compliments me. Like he's always the tough love, you know, you can do better type attitude. So when Brett heard that in 2003, the day after the game, when they were going back for uh, the funeral service, he had entered a new goal in his mind that he was going to make it to the hall of fame to honor his dad and to prove him right. So he manifested that on a plane two days after his dad died and Obviously, it, it came to fruition. I mean, he was yeah. – he's arguably arguably one of the greatest ever. You know, I mean, top five, I would say. And it's – I mean, it's just so cool that he manifested that moment and made it come true for his dad. So that's why mm-hmm. that moment just really sticks out to me. Yeah. See, and it wasn't even that at that point he wasn't – going to be in the Hall of Fame because I think that he cemented his spot really in that Hall of Fame after that Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because at that point, if I recall, he had an MVP or two, I think at least I think he won. Had three because he won the... Uh, he had he three. Had, I know he won back-to-back. Yeah, point is, is that by that Super Bowl, he had a, f- a f- few MVPs. He was pretty much on his route to a Hall of Fame 
Uh, yeah. Oh, for sure. The spot. But I think that when that happened, he really kind of planted his foot on not only should I be in the Hall of Fame, but now I'm one of the top people that's in this Hall of Fame mm -hmm. because I've shown you now that I can perform top football under even the worst circumstances. Right, right. And I don't think circumstances get any worse than that. I mean, yeah. Shit, broken thumb in itself is yeah, a pretty know, bad yeah. circumstance. So now yeah. you throw my father passing at age 58 on top of that, and it's like, wow. How, how yeah. do you even think about football? Yeah. Oh, and my father is, I think, now 52. So to even think of mm -hmm. losing him in six more years, like I couldn't even imagine. Yep. Yeah. Um, I mean – my dad's past that. Yeah, so to to even think about that, I don't even want to, but then didn't not only think about it, but play a sport and then perform yeah. at the highest yeah. level while you play said mm -hmm. sport. It's just absolutely right. unreal. I mean, yeah, that's the reason it's so high on my list, and it could be yeah. higher if I was older, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, number three. Number three. Okay, my number three. I won't even tell you what it is. I'm going to just play the call, and you'll know exactly what it okay. is. So, okay. Here it is. James catches, puts up the three. Oh, yeah. go. Rebound box. Back out to Allen. History quarter. Bang! Tie game. Bang! Bang! Love that. Oh Ray my Allen. god. Shout out to Mike Breen. Mike he Breen, the absolute legend. goat. And shout out to Ray Allen. Ray Ray. The, yes, sir. My number three moment oh, is obviously that. the clutch three. That's, say, that's that's self-explanatory. That has to be in there. Yeah, that's um, a great one for sure. And then not only is just like that moment sick, but that call by Mike Breen. Oh, just makes unreal. it 10 times sweeter. Yeah, that's definitely 100 times better. Definitely yeah, just that. Ooh, like, dude, I just, ooh, I just shivers mm -hmm. up the spine right now. So oh, it's pretty sure. clear that has to be up there. Um, and it is. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, I wish that Milwaukee had held on to him. Yeah, clearly, <laughs> clearly, um, but we of course did not because we thought that Gary Payton was a uh, yeah better answer. <laughs> but anyways, that's that my is. that's my third pick. Love that. Yeah, that's great. Have to have it in there. Mm -hmm. Just that whole shot that. Pretty much won the title because obviously he misses. There's five right. seconds over, mm -hmm. five seconds until it's over. So it's over. Right. Or Spurs win. Yeah. But they tie it. 
send it into the overtime mm -hmm. and then they send it to seven and then he'd obviously take on the title so yeah, that's that's pretty unbelievable legendary yeah for sure yeah okay that's my three what's your three all right so man i i didn't even realize when i was writing this out but all right look before i give you my number three two and one i just want to like reiterate to people that these are moments that made me fall in love with sports these aren't you know what i think are the, maybe the best moments in sports my favorites yada 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 because honestly i could go on and on and on about moments that i've seen from aaron Rodgers about you know game leading comebacks or just insane throws whatever but like i said these are things that made me fall in love with you know, kind of the Packers more. So my number three is going to be the combo of Favre returning home after uh, the way things ended with, you know, him going from the Packers to the Jets to the Vikings and, you know, kind of the salty taste in all the Packers mouth, Packers fans mouths over, you know, the way he left and stuff like that. Obviously the Packers made the right call. You know, I mean, it's weird saying Clearly. that, but they made the right call and I'm glad that they handled it the way they did and bringing him back. So I was there on July 18th of 2015 when uh, he came back, he was wearing a suit, which was really weird. Yeah. Um, um, it was, I, we could probably count on one hand how many times Barb has ever. Uh, yeah. A, a and you probably have a couple fingers left over to be honest. Yeah. Um, he isn't a big suit no, guy. Not a big suit guy. Um, but no, like I just remember, and I was with a pretty special someone there at the time for that. And uh, I just remember him coming out of the tunnel, you know, and this is 70,000 people, which that is just bonkers because most teams don't even fill that many like fans in their stadium for a regular like home season game. There's been teams that haven't had that many fans at their games in playoffs. And we filled out in an hour and a half. We cleared the stadium with, or sorry, not cleared. We filled the stadium with fans. That's unreal. I mean, I don't Okay, for there's no better fan base in the league. Sorry to interrupt, but the exact capacity for Lambeau field is 81,000. 441 and so far the well that's record, what it is now they've yeah, added the, on the the record attendance is from january 11th 2015 i'm sorry 79,704 okay so i was i was off by about 10,000 yeah. whatever okay so we got 80,000 plus 80,000 in that 80,000 to to watch a hall of fame packer hall of fame induction that's Not even a football insane. game that's insane. Not and all he did was game. talk for 45 minutes and we filled the stadium. That doesn't happen. Nope. You know, so seeing him come back, everyone just going nuts. I was tearing up and uh, maybe you could ask who I was with. <laughs> they will vouch for it. I was like crying basically. And, uh, you know, it was just an unreal moment. So that, and then when he returned again on Thanksgiving for the bears game at halftime, uh, you know, and they showed the the number four on the ring of honor. Just, I mean, moments that 
were unreal. And then to add on to that, a um, very sick Bart star comes strolling out on the golf cart. And that I, like, peace. as soon as I saw that, I was, I was done. Like I was holding it together for a while, partially because I was cold as hell, but like, yeah. I was holding it together. And then when I saw Bart, I, I just, I, I lost it. It was, yeah. it was game over for me from there. So, you know, that's obviously not a game itself, but just what Favre brought to really the Packers organization and what he did. I mean, for my childhood and, you know, growing up watching football, things like that. I mean, it's just, it's untapped. For sure. And see my, my football fandom didn't really start until he was not a Packer. So I obviously, I can't even come close to sharing the same love as you. Which is honestly sick. I wish I would have met you sooner in life (laughs) because it makes me sick just hearing you say that stuff. Yeah. So I cannot even share the same Uh, anything. However, stop saying it. I'm going to be, I have grown up to love Aaron Rodgers. For sure. Yep. Yeah. Um, but you're welcome. That's why these are sports moments. It isn't yeah, sports, yeah. sports plays. It isn't sports right, right. victories, titles. It's mm-hmm. moments. And yeah, and and that's a moment. Yeah. It, that's an awesome one. Yeah, for sure. Which moves us on to number two. dos. Here's what I got. I got so obviously I could spend a whole other episode kind of furthering into this topic because this is a topic, but this is a moment from that topic. It is the Michael Jordan 1998 shot from the finals. The shot that he hit. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. At the elbow. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Killer. Killer. Yep. He comes around from the weak side, steals the ball from Carl Malone. He takes up court. Rodman and Pippen say, get the hell out the way. <laughs> and he obviously does that tiny not so much push off but he just kind of helps yeah that was clean brian russell fall forward and then he cashes out on the shot to put him ahead and they capture their sixth title well you knew Um, you knew damn well jordan was taking that shot Oh, everybody in the that's why that's why Pippen was like, get the hell out of the way. Yeah, right. Because so baby. Yeah, exactly. And but it's just that shot was like the cherry on top of the greatest basketball career that will ever happen. Some may say it isn't, but I say it is. He's the. Goat. You're not going to sure. find any arguments from here. Not at all. So I think that <clears throat> that shot is my number two has to be now. Obviously, Michael himself has hundreds of moments, but 
but of them all, I think that just that's my favorite because it's the one that I can just watch over every time, and it's just like, oh my god, sure. like, oh yeah, no doubt, that's beautiful. See the beautiful. the sucky part about that is we didn't really get to like totally experience that. I mean, yes, we we're yeah. alive, but we're what terrible twos at that point. It's like, yep, yeah. Um, stuff to I really envy my father. Mm-hmm. I envy my uncle. Well, anybody for... got to watch it, yeah. Yeah, I envy anybody who who saw that whole era of sports because if you. Think about it. They saw Favre's Super Bowl. They yeah. saw. Yeah. They saw everything that has ever. Yeah. Gone on. And yeah, yeah. but seeing over today, sure it happened. What now? Twenty three years ago. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's so sweet. Even all this. Yeah, as a sports Time fan, period. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, so obviously, my love for the MJ. For the MJ. Have to have love him it. up there. Love it. Number two. How about you? Number two. So, story time. So, um, ooh, I'm here for it. I know, right? Let's gather around the campfire a little bit. No, just kidding. Love story time. Um, no, so my number two is the meeting of the two most legendary quarterbacks in Packer history, at least as of right now, because Rogers isn't in the Packer hall of fame yet. So he, should um, be. he will be, he will be for sure, but he's no, not there he, yet. Cause he hasn't he retired. Be an active person in the hall of fame. <laughs> <laughs> right, just that was the thing. hall of fame right now. <laughs> so I am so blessed to say that I've met Bart Starr and I've met Brett Favre. So Ooh, I'm going nice. to share I'm going to share kind of the stories that go with those and, you know, kind of just meeting those two guys is the combination of my number two moment ever. So um, it was actually around the same time period of my life, which is cool. So my dad owned a restaurant for those of you who don't know, and I was, I believe about six, seven years old at the time. And we lived about, two blocks away from my dad's restaurant. So he was always so busy because he was that chef. He was always cooking or doing, you know, maybe the numbers to keep the restaurant going, that type of thing. He's an owner. So um, whenever he would call and, you know, like say, Hey, come up here. I was thinking a it's dinner time. B he has a little bit of time. So we can like go play catch or something or, you know, whatever, maybe play video games. I don't know, whatever we could do at the time. He had some free time was the point. So he calls me, it was middle of the day on, I think a Saturday. And uh, he says, Dan, get up here right now and bring a football. And I'm thinking, Oh my God. Like playing catch with my dad was something that, you know, it was, it was hard to come by. Mm -hmm. So I had just gotten this like brand new football, just a slick, like <laughs> it was way too big for my hands because this was like a full size football. So a like, nice it was a nice, beautiful. Oh, it was probably about $60 football. Yeah. I mean, this thing was nice. 
back in 2000 and whatever, it was probably yeah. like 40 bucks. It, it probably it was, isn't as because it, it was probably like, isn't as much as it's today. It's well, it's a legitimate like college football. So like it, it was yeah, up there. Point being, anyway, there's inflation. So, no, whatever. <laughs> point is, brand new thing. I never even used it. Brand okay. new. I'm pretty sure I had just taken it out of the box. Things way too big for my hands, but he's calling me and saying, Hey, get up here, bring a football. You know, I'm thinking, yes, let's go. Like dad can play catch. I don't think I've ever run as fast in my life. Mm-hmm. That two blocks. I wasn't even tired. Like I just deadbolt sprinted. Probably didn't even wait for the walk sign. I Hold just, up. so I was there. You- or at home. I was at home. My dad was at the restaurant. Your father's at the restaurant. So he calls you at home and says, Calls me at home. Yep. Run over. Yep. Yep. Football. So me, this, you know, seven-year-old kid, I'm thinking I'm going to run so fast and get there (laughs) because I don't want to waste any time. I want to go and play catch. So I just deadbolt sprint. Yeah. And I walked in the back door and I opened it to find him, you know, like you could see straight down the line of the kitchen. Yeah. So, I open it and he's standing in the kitchen. Like he looked like he was still making stuff. And I, like immediately my happiness is already starting to like go down. Cause I'm thinking, well, what the hell, what am I doing here? <laughs> like I was, I was perfectly content at home. Like what the Pick hell? Out the trash kid. Yeah. What, <laughs> right. Well, why did I need to bring a football for that? So then he goes, I got somebody I want you to meet. And I'm at this point, I'm ready to start crying. Because I thought we were going to go play catch and I'm about to go meet some guy. Like, what, the, what is this? So disappointed. So disappointed. So not even. Owen looked we walk out, we walk out by the bar and, um, you know, he goes, Dan, this is Bart Starr. And at the time I knew who he was, but I was like, who the fuck cares? You know, like I'll play catch. I'm a dude. seven. I'm a seven year old. I want to play catch with my dad. Who's this joker? You know, I mean, obviously, as I got older, I realized how important he was and everything like that. But yeah, you know, obviously, that wasn't the quarterback of my lifetime or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You know, so I ended up having like a ten minute conversation with Bart Starr at my dad's bar, and he signed his football, which also at the time made me kind of depressed because. Like I said, this brand new football. Yeah. Now I got this damn signature on it. So you can't even play with it anymore. I can't even play with it anymore. Now I got to put it in a case. Like, (laughs) cool. Thanks, guy. Like, couldn't it like sign my T-shirt or something? Like, Oh, the tragedy. (laughs) I mean, now now I look at it and I'm so thankful for it, obviously. But, um, you know, I still have that football today. It says best wishes. Um, I think like good luck, Danny, or something like that. Bart Starr. It's so cool. I'm nice. I'm so thankful that my dad, you know, was able to put me in that moment. Um, you know, and that kind of leads me to my Brett Favre moment where um, since my dad is a season ticket holder, we used to go to the Packers luncheons every year. They do it um, to this day. Every fan who's a season ticket holder and signs up for this luncheon, you get to sit with a Packer player or coach. So at the time, you know, again, I'm seven or eight years old. And at the time we're sitting with the special teams coordinator. <laughs> so I, I could not have been <laughs> more bored. bored. Yeah. You know, like 
first of all, not many kids go to these things because they technically like advise you against it because you know they don't want kids going up for autographs and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like frowned upon, whatever. So it's kind of an adult thing. Like a lot of people are wearing suits and you know, stuff like that. So I'm the only kid at this table. And I'm sitting here with the special teams coordinator at the time. I didn't even know what special teams was, nor did I care. Like, oh, cool. They're the guys that punt. Well, okay, cool. You're the coach who coaches on that. Great. Cool. Sucks to suck guy. Yeah, right. You're important. Barf. <laughs> um, so, you know, this guy's going on and on. Uh, whatever. I'm totally not focused on it because about a table or two to my right, is the goat, Mr. Brett Favre, sitting Rogers? right there. <laughs> At the time, he was the goat. He's sitting right there, and I'm like, you know, I was facing forward. He's to my right. I was literally just sitting right. Like, I couldn't be more disinterested in what this special teams coordinator had to say. Sean Slocum, I believe his name was. I mean, he came and be upset, though. No, like, I mean he probably gets it, but say, it like, was you just have to like I, that. I could not have cared less. There was uh, like, it was whatever. So then I'm like stalking this dude. I mean, it was <laughs> looking back, it was actually kind of creepy. But so anyway, I see Favre get up. I didn't even say anything to anybody. I just got up as well and followed. Brett Favre into the atrium bathroom at Lambeau Field. Such a creep, dude. It's a creepy move, but it, I was seven or eight years old, so it's okay. Had I been, you know, my age now where I'm 24, yeah, that's cringy. You probably still would have done it. I though. probably still would. Yeah, let's be real. So I follow him in. I'm walking around this bathroom and I can't find him. Like he, the guy just vanished. So I'm thinking, oh man, I missed my shot. I missed my shot. Next thing I know, Al Harris walks in. Hey, Al. Al, Al, Al Harris knew exactly what I was looking for. You know, this yeah. little kid standing there. I had one of my dad's restaurant menu cards and a Sharpie in my hand. That was all I had. So Al Harris sees me, this little kid, and he knew Favre was in the shitter. So <laughs> the guy can't goes, even take a shit in peace. No, no, I couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> allow that to happen. So Al Harris goes up to the stall bangs on this thing like hard and those doors on the stalls at Lambeau are not I mean they're kind of antique so he's banging on this thing I thought it was going to open <laughs> he's banging about two seconds later all you see is Favre's six foot two large head pop <laughs> over the top of the stall and he looks at me he goes oh, oh shit <laughs> he goes oh shit I don't know if he was just sitting in there to cool off I don't know I was assuming he was shitting. He was in the shitter. I don't know. So he looks over and he goes, oh, shit. Two seconds later, you hear the latch come off the door. He comes out. He shook my hand, which did I, at least have you know. his pants on. Oh, yeah. Did he wash his hands before the handshake? Or was... He did not wash his hands before the handshake. So I don't know what the deal is there, but. Whatever I COVID didn't care. Would never. <laughs> yeah, right. So no, it was it was great. I shook his hand, he signed the menu card, and I went back happy as a clam and back to my table. Right I mean, after just, this guy probably had his hand all over his junk. <laughs> like, hey, oh, Dad, for what? sure. For sure. I mean, but I didn't care. Yeah. You know, and Al Harris was cool about it. He signed it too. 
Nice. Um, so I still have that menu card today and it's, it's just something that I look back on and it, you know, again, I, I really have to thank my dad for it because he just another moment that he basically put me in, you know, and nice. it's, it's definitely something I'll never forget. For sure. That's an awesome moment. Um, mm. It's honestly, it's moments like those that you can just, when you're 50, 60 and you're opening up a, a pair with the fenders, come on, you just like, hey man, like 45 right. years ago, I was following Farve into the shitter. Like, <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Or like I mean, telling my kids about someday, these something uh-huh. like that. For sure. And there's, there's all those different things to think about mm-hmm. just those are obviously the the uh memories that you just kind of hold on to and just cherish forever yeah for sure and now you know the moment uh you've all been waiting for number one number one number one okay my number one is kind of it's probably the only number one outside of a select few other people, but this one just like I remember seeing this as a kid on TV. Um, which at the time, I don't even remember how old it was. But I remember seeing it and then it just kind of held on because this would probably not happen for a long time, a long, long time. Mm -hmm. Like this would hold its own for years. And what I'm talking about is Harry Pond's hitting number 756. Now, of course, Ooh. now, of course, you know, people are like, well, he cheated. He did all this, you know, that. Okay, <laughs> yeah, sure, whatever. All right, but I've said this plenty of times before. Just because you put a needle in your th- thigh does not mean that you can hit 760 palms. Right. It does not. I could put a needle in high thigh. I'm probably not even hitting a single. <laughs> like you still have to have that um, talent. You still have to be able to perform at such a high level. Right. Now, of course, those probably assist sit in a few sure you are entitled to your opinion this is mine so save it that isn't directed towards you it's just all the people who are thinking why is your top moment of a cheater well it's because it's my own my own opinion yeah, and no, I feel that. And 
Like it's to be honest, it's a cardinal sin that he's not a part of the <laughs> Hall of Fame. It truly is. He he's a Hall of Famer, in my opinion, should have been first ballot, but writers are assholes. But, <laughs> writers. Yeah. Well, that's who. No, I know. I, just, it. The, I know. The writers. The, I know. I the, know. Yeah. Just. Oh my god. But. Anywho, the just that moment because I was able to see it live. The mm-hmm. call behind it. Which I'll actually. Um, I was gonna say you got to play that. Play it. Uh, that's a solid call. Also, it's shivers up your spine, same as every other. But yeah, I would say shivers up my spine is accurate. Yeah, but it's just like th- that won't be broken for years. To to be honest, yeah. the the next closest person that could probably break it is probably uh, Mike Trout, who yeah. who still would probably have to play another ten to fifteen seasons of just insane baseball hitting yeah, like no doubt i mean if he season. if he stays at this pace he he can for sure uh-huh. but i for mean sure, but i he's I probably the, the only person that will have a sh- shot at it because after him it's yeah i don't know whatever 20 year old can hit 40 every prince fielder's season. son I mean, if he can see that kid swing, holy dude, he's, he's got a crazy swing. Yeah, that thing just is like pretty. his dad's, just like pretty. his, just like his dad's. His dad was more the, the uppercut, son. though. Yeah, that's true. But same pop, though. Yeah. Oh, same yeah. Pop. I would love if the Brewers signed him, like oh, my today. God. The second, <laughs> like, I don't care the how old he is. Coming of, I don't even care how old he is. <laughs> I think he's like thirteen. Who cares? Just hitting bombs. Sign them. <laughs> yeah, right. Screw it. But, Why not? But anyways. Or just sign the rights yeah. to them anyway. For real. But ways, it's just like that is such a big moment because that that won't be broken for years. Right. And if it isn't um Mike Trout, then who is it? I mean, like, who could even come close? I mean, you seriously, you probably have to find about a 19 to 20 year old that just shows up and hits 40, 50 every season for the next 15 seasons. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, so so I'm I'm really that's my I do want to I do want to hear this call. Okay, let me let me pull her up and then we'll uh, play her. Okay, I found it, and here it is. Deals and Bonds hits one high, hits it deep. 
That is it's just another one of those unbelievable where the call makes it so much better. Yeah. Arms on my arms, arms on my hairs. Hairs on my arms are standing up. That was insane. But yeah, so point is Barry should be a Hall of Famer. Is the home run champ. Home run champ. I love Cameron Tank, but it's Barry Bonds. Haters will hate. I'm sorry, but <laughs> seven. I think he finished with seven sixty-two. And see the the biggest you know kind of break to that argument is honestly just how many home runs he had before he started cheating. You yeah, know I mean, because what three MVPs before we even right and put it, in a needle? I, those numbers, those numbers alone should get him in. That's you know, what I'm that's, saying. That's my take on it. Take out his his quote unquote like cheating era. Well, you can't even He's quote still... unquote it because he was cheating. Like you can't yeah, use okay. any type of PEDs. It's cheating. That's true. That's what I'm saying. Just make it legal, but that's a whole other whole other uh segment for uh, well it wouldn't matter episode. i mean your your business has rules you got to follow those rules or you're mm-hmm. cheating the system you know and he for did sure. that so so to take out those he still has he's he's still hall of famous yeah, yeah he he's still, still MVP. yeah yeah so and a few hundred home runs so it's like it shouldn't even I, be i don't yeah what's the question um i agree yeah I'm with you i, on I that. mean it's i'm just so pro Perry, because just he was not only a phenomenal talent, but mm-hmm. just a genius, and he made it look so easy, and he yeah. made it look so easy even before he. Right. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's the greatest hitter of all time. Absolutely. Um, At least for power, say, I would say. Uh, because you know, because obviously Ty Cobb, there's it's, right. Ed, Williams, I mean Pete Rose, Pete Rose. There's other phenomenal. Oh yeah, just all around hitters. Yeah, right. But when it comes to just essentially hitting the shit out of the ball, right? He's up top, (laughs) taking it to McCovey Cove. He's up top, and yeah, and he stands alone. Yes, he does, and it's a cardinal sin that he isn't in the Hall of Fame. And I will ride that train until he's rightfully put in there. Totally agree with you. So that was my number one. How about yours, buddy? So my number one is going to be pretty self-explanatory. Um, I mean, it's it's obvious to me. So I'm gonna steal one out of uh, out of your book here a little bit and just Ooh. play the clip because yes. I love honestly you. this just commentary is just pure gold in my opinion. So all right, I'm gonna play it. Let's go. go. As they have so often oh, is this what a th- game mm-hmm. is this what? Oh, I love this one. 
I mean that one's that one's just self-explanatory. Yep. I mean the um, only the only championship that we've seen in our lifetime that I can physically remember. Obviously, yes, we were alive for the other Packer Bowl, Packer Super Bowl, but obviously it doesn't count. So being alive and coherent for that championship is yeah, outstanding. Um, the only the only bad part about it is that that's the only one <laughs> shut up shut up <laughs> we're talking about good moments okay this isn't heartbreak there this should is, be more. good moments there should be there should more. be but that's not the point okay there should be five super bowl moments we're that's talking, what there should be shut up okay <laughs> but on the less that was an awesome moment. yep um for sure hopefully it is the last one but that Fingers crossed Ooh. we get a couple more. Hopefully uh 2021-2022-2021-2022-2021-2022-2021-2022-2021-2022-2021-2022-2021-2022-2021-2022-2021-2022-2021-2022-2021-2022-2021-2022-2021-2022-2021-2022-2021-2022-2021-2022-2021-2
Packers are in there. I think they should be. I think I, because obviously we spoke about it in our last episode. It's the most logical place. Yep. Agreed. Um, so, so obviously, let's not dive too far into the Packers because we obviously kind of explained that. Mm-hmm. Why don't we kind of talk about how it would fit for Tennessee and for Buffalo? Well, I, I mean, I touched I touched on Tennessee last week because yeah. I had like a thought that he would go to Tennessee, and you said no. But I didn't think you would. said that would be his sellout. So, like, I, I thought it would be. I, I mean, know. I mean, honestly, only... Tennessee's a tough team. They are I think tough. Their defense is really good, and he could just fit really well into that defense and make them even stronger. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, their offense is no slouch either. So that would just be going to another good team because that's what he wants. He wants to contend for Super Bowls. Yeah, Buffalo, um, same, same story with Buffalo. That's I mean, true. Oh. <laughs> Whoops. Speaker malfunction. Love that. Um, no. So, anyways, um, I do think that he would pair up pretty sweet with Mike Frabel. I think that he could obviously. Oh, now you say that, huh? Of, but when well, I was saying since, that last week. Uh... Since it's an option, since uh-huh. I have to talk about it, I. Thinking about it twice, it's like, okay, yeah, him and Frabel would be a pretty solid little. So, what you're saying is one, two punch. uh, Never mind. I'm not even going to go there. I'm going to go there. Third right. You're a a third. A third right. What do you mean? I had. You did not have. Pretty sure I, at the very least, I had. Maybe not top three, but they would have been four or five yes because they were right there i did talk about buffalo we're not talking about four or five we're talking about top three here so you're a, a, a third right congratulations i'm two okay, thirds no, right. sorry two thirds but since yeah. i had the others third you have a third over me. well no because you and i you had the same third because so i had green bay as well do, yeah so i had one third, and you had two thirds, which puts you a third over me. So what I'm saying so is, I'm not as dumb as you look. <laughs> that made no sense. But anyways, I'm... what? Anyways, yes, I'm not Rabel as dumb and as JJ you look. Would be a very what? nice tag team. I do mm-hmm. like it. However, it isn't as sexy as a. Packers uniform. Um, <laughs> I do like him in Buffalo, though, because that's a young team. He's obviously a veteran. So, to be honest, I think that if they had him, that sure, it might not be that final piece to put them over the Kansas City. I would not want to go oh. to the AFC, period. Oh, uh-uh. Well, neither. However, I still don't think that if they landed him that they no, beat not. Kansas City. Nope. So that would help. 
Yeah. For sure help. Not only on the field. Well, I mean, for either one of those teams, Tennessee or Buffalo. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's, it's not enough. Oh, I just think that he's a veteran. He's a, a great teammate. That's obvious. So whatever franchise he signs to is going to be improved on the field, on top of off the field. But the only team I can truly see maybe kind of sprouting over a hump on if he signs there is the Packers. Um, Honestly, you know, that, what it, that just, you know what it reminds me of? What? The single greatest free agent signing in Packers history. Reggie White. Mm-hmm. Reminds me of that. Like, that's the That'd type of nice. feel that I get. And I, I think it'd be so similar. I mean, other than him wearing 99 instead of 92, not much different. You know, you it's, imagine a, if it's an extremely similar old, signing. 92. Oh, he can. It's retired. Yeah, he can't. He, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> that's retired. Okay. Say he did 29 in what? No, I'm just playing. <laughs> that would look no, horrible on the defense. 99 in Packers colors with what would be beautiful. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, yeah, of course, obviously, I don't want to spend too much time on the Packers, but um, the Titans, not a terrible place. I would like to see him in mm. Buffalo before the Titans. I don't want to um, see him in either one. Well, if I had to pick one of – excuse me – one of those two, it would probably have to be Buffalo. Mm. Just because I th- think that they have the best chance of taking town the Chiefs. Yeah, and, I would agree with that. And any help that they're able to receive would just obviously, hopefully, put them past the hump, but right. they have to do more than only him. Yeah, I would agree. Well, um, I think it, uh, I think it is about that time to wrap her up, hit you in the feels a little bit with this episode, but you know, sometimes you got to do that. But anyway, stud, you got any closing thoughts? Yes. As always, we love you. We appreciate you. Have a great weekend. Spend time with your families and just have fun. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Love that. All right, baby. All right. For the uh, for the closing quote of the week, we're going to go with uh, Brett Favre quote because we talked a lot about him today, and I feel it's pretty fitting. Um, so he said, you have to believe you're great. You have to have an air about you. My success wasn't because I was a great talent, but because I wanted I wanted it more than anybody else. Every minute I step on that field, I want to prove I'm the best player in the league. So whatever you do, believe in yourself. Go get it done. Get after it. And uh, thanks for joining Four String. We'll see you next time. <laughs>